0: G'day, this is Andrew Gaze, and you're listening and watching NBA Strayer. Yeah, NBA Strayer. How are you going? How are you going? You're right. I hope so. It's Monday, December 18. That's right. you got a week. Before Christmas, have you got all your prezies sorted? You're bloody well better. Uh, I did have old mate taking me to task the other day. She's like, you haven't organized anything. This is ridiculous. What are you doing? I'm like, oh, bro, just check under the grocery tree, eh? <laughs> Gave her the old, uh, oh, yeah, what's that over there then? I'd organise a couple of things. That's good. I'm not that much of a failure as a husband and father. <laughs> anyway, this is NBA Australia Hashtag Dad Strayer, apparently, today. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a very good website. It's called CodeBet. You can find that at CodeBet.com.au. Uh, can I say executive producer of Cricket Today, Football Today podcast as well? Uh, you can see me on Fox Sports Lab NBA, CodeBet Daily, Fox Sports Lab NFL. Here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all things NBA with a bit of Strayer. Yeah? Some really vibes, really good Australian vibes in the moment because Dante keeps shredding. Patty Mills got back out there on the weekend. Bit of a downturn for the Gidmeister, but we'll get into all that. Uh, Keegan Murray went off. We had a 50 burger from Jalen Brunson. A couple of cracking game winners. We'll talk about all of those in the uh, NBA Australia game wraps as well as weekend winners and losers. We've got That's on a Knife, Old Mate, New no, Mate, Spot of the Night and Better Than Lonzo Ball. There is a Andrew Gay's Green Umber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence and... A Shane Hill, shoot a shoot, shoot your shot, light him up or what? That's too far for the people. Uh, and we'll preview all the. There's a massive slate tomorrow. There's like eleven games, so we'll preview all that for you as well. Sound good? Good, great. Uh, let's get into it. Episode one thousand seven of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingles, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shock attack. Ah, you better. I'll tell you what, better watch out for the uh, injury attack you for the Cavs. Jeez. Talk about the team having the year from hell. Cleveland. Yeah, they're stinking it up. Uh, Pretty brutal right now, but anyway, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Let's start today's show the way we start every show here at Street with the Daily. Oh, it's a whip around. Did you get that one? Yeah, man. Uh, That's right. Let's start there. The Cavs. Cleveland. Cleveland. Have got two big, big, big injuries. Uh, Darius Rucker, Judy Garland, a.k.a. Darius Garland. uh, He's got a fractured jaw. He's going to miss a few weeks. I love that they say several weeks. Do you know how bad a fractured jaw is to then go out and play a contact? Well basketball is a non-context sport ostensibly, but, y- you know, drive into a bunch of, like, seven-foot giant dudes with a busted jaw that's still a bit creaky, and uh, then we'll have a chat. Like, I'm still nursing this busted finger from, like, a month ago, and it's like, I still can't move it. <laughs> As a high-performance athlete, of course, uh, yeah, it's very similar. Way to, way, to, way to draw a long bow there, Jim. Uh, but no, a busted jaw is nothing to laugh about, literally probably because you can't laugh. So, a bit of a shizen sh- sh- one for the old uh, Darius Garland. And, to make matters worse, the Cavs have also, that's right, Cleveland. Cleveland! Have lost ever. Mobley. Lee! He's going uh, a bit of knee surgery, six to eight weeks. He had been dealing with, like, knee soreness, right? Had our man uh Lee. And this stinks if you're uh, heavily invested in Mobley when it comes to fantasy. I don't know, like your mate, Jim. Yes, that's right. Uh, which sucks. So he had been dealing with like um, basically sort of a sore knee for a little while. He'd been out for a couple of games. They thought it was a knee bruise, like one of those old bone bruises. He's going to have a loose body removed in that knee, apparently. Crazy, mate. You're Crazy. God damn, that sucks because I love Mobley. And I love, like, I love the idea of this Cavs team, but it does feel like they are now, and we'll get to this in winners and losers, but it feels like they're the one team in the East where you're like, ah, anything could happen. You know? It's the sort of team that could swing a trade. They could pull off a massive trade and send Donnie Mitchell packing if this all goes a bit pear shaped. Or they could go, wait a minute, we've got, like, the. You know, the star guard in Donnie Mitchell. We've got still a pretty good big man in go-throw, Jared Allen. And it just gets a bit wonky. But anyway, it's a strange one. It's a bad one. It feels like they're a bit snake Uh Brad Beal is also out. Oh, geez, Jim, that's a bit of a surprise, isn't it? Yes. Uh, when trading for the often-injured Bradley Beal, uh, for him to then get injured again, I, for one, am shocked. Shocked, I tell you. Oh, wait, no, not that shocked. In fact, not at all. Uh, but he, the good news is that there's no major ankle damage to the ankle that he turned the other day against the Knickerbockers of New York City. Um, crazy game, too, where the Knicks kicked the crap out of them. But we got two games, I think it was, with the big three <laughs> before it all just fell apart. And you're like, yeah. Talk about snake bit franchises. How about snake bit players? Like Kevin Durant. What a couple of years he's had. He's just like, bro, can I get, like, one break? It's like, well, this is karmic retribution, it feels like, for glomming on to the best regular season team of all time, you cowardly snake. Oh, man. If you can't beat him, Jordan, that's fucking coward talk. What are you doing, Kevin? I'm, gee, can you tell that I'm still angry about 2017 and KD joining the fucking Warriors but it does sort of feel like every decision he's sort of made since then, it's just the basketball gods going, hey, Kevin, look at this over here. Hey, hey, it's a title that you actually deserve. Do you want it? And he's like, yes, please, very much. And they're like, ha too bad. Injury, bang, injury, bang. Injured teammates, psychos, psychos everywhere. James Harden, check him out. Oh, Fat Man, broken clan, gone. Go to Phoenix. Oh, we've got Brad Bill. cooked. Like, just fucking every single time. Poor Kevin Durant. And when I say poor Kevin Durant, fuck him. He's rich. He's already got two titles. But really, he's got zero titles, you know? Those are Steph Curry's titles. The 17 and 18 Warriors titles are bullshit. That's some glomming on super team bullshit, you know? Oh, man, 73 and 9. How about we add Kevin Durant? How about you don't, you cowards? Kevin Durant didn't earn shit. Oh, but Jim, finals MVP. I don't care. You know what's really easy to win Finals MVP when you've got a loaded, stacked fucking team full of Steph Curry's, Clay Thompson's, and Draymond Greens. You know, <laughs> just in terms of like you've gone, you've turned the uh, the video game difficulty down. At that point, you've gone from professional. To like, amateur. And it's like, you know, it's like me kicking the crap out of the squid on Mario Kart. He's like, Dad, let's do 100cc. And I'm like, buddy, it doesn't matter what the CC is. I'm going to kick your ass. (laughs) You know, that's what KD did. And ever since then, it's just a kick in the dick from here on out. It's just what happens. Um, But it does sort of suck because I ostensibly... I'm fascinated by this Suns team. Like, in that game, before like, Beal goes out, and it's very early on. Uh, they have Booker, they have KD, both play really good games, and they get their ass kicked by a Knicks team that shoots 60% from the floor, basically, and almost 60% from three. It's a Knicks team that doesn't shoot very well, and Jalen Brunson drops 50 on their head. So it does feel like the uh, issues for the Suns are a little bit more wide-ranging. Uh, Because they lost both that Nets game and the Knicks game with uh, their big three ostensibly, so bit of a rough one. Uh, The other little bits of news: I mentioned that Patty Thrills, Patty Mills, got back out there for the Atlanta Hawks. I'm going to talk with them a little bit in a second, Um, which is good. And Patty sort of popped up again on the old socials, which is always nice. And Philly have re-signed, well extended, I believe, uh, Daryl Morey. Because as we know, he's definitely delivered a title to uh, to Philly. Oh no, he's never done that. They have, have however, had a sixty five point three percent winning percentage in his three years there. Hey uh, Jim, did Houston win a title when he was in charge? No, they didn't. Remarkably. So you're telling me he's never won anything? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but he's got an extension through his twenty seven, twenty eight. It's pretty good. Look. I'm just poking shit because it's funny. Morey's obviously a very, very, very good executive, and you look at a team like I don't know Detroit or something, you go, ah, Troy Weaver, that's funny. And look at Moray, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's hard to build a consistent winner, and it's also really hard to get over the top. So, uh, either way, good on him. It just sort of gives. The Sixers at least a hint of stability, and I'll talk about that again in weekend winners and losers in a second. But before that, let's do some game wraps. Game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game, wrap, game, wrap, game, wrap, game wraps. Game wraps. That's right. Three days worth of game wraps. Saturday was a bit of a yeah, weird one, I tell you. We had the Pelicans get by the Hornets 107. Uh fun weird game. Move the Pelicans to fifteen eleven. Hornets dropped to 7-16. sixteen. Yeah, my name is Jonas. Go. Hey uh, where's Mark Williams, bro? Well, well he actually said it in Jonas Valentino's numbers, name is Jonas. I'm getting the well. <laughs> and they're like, uh, yeah, we're gonna start Nick Richards at center, and he's like, okay, Nick Richards ass. It's like, all right, good job, Jonas. Uh the Pistons got their ass absolutely handed to them by the Sixers, one twenty four ninety two, Joel and beat at thirty five and thirteen. James Wiseman at twenty and thirteen. You love to see that. Uh, unfortunately the Pistons are still at that point two and twenty three. Spoiler alert, it doesn't get better. Uh, Sixers moved to seventeen and 7 You had Isaiah Jackson. And the Wizards punked the Pacers on Saturday Uh, in pretty disturbing fashion. They had scored them by 21 points in the second quarter. Jordan Poole, before he put on a clown show today, uh, played really well. He had 30 points on 12 of 18 shooting. And it's the sort of game where you're like, yeah, this is why we vaguely sometimes take you seriously. It did, however, come against the Pacers whose defense is about as as bad as Washington's. You know, it's basically the Spider-Man meme of shit defenses. But Washington's offense really hit a fucking nice groove in that game because it was Kuzma and Poole going for both over 30. Meanwhile, the Pacers do have these odd games where just none of the shots are dropping, and you have Buddy Hill go, oh, what did he shoot from three, Jim? What what did Buddy Hill shoot from three? Chill. That's right. He shot 311. Uh, but it's those sorts of games where if the Pacers' offense just sort of drops a little bit, it completely just makes them easy to run over the top of. Anyway, uh, good win by the Wizards. 420, bro. 420. Uh, and the Pacers, 13-10. and 10. The Magic Men uh, lost against the Celtics. That happened again. Uh, two back-to-back games, both in Boston between these two teams. This one got 30 from Tatum. They just... They really sent a message from the get go. They dropped 64 on this magic defense in the first half. Tatum had the 30. And it's just one of those reminders that when the extreme Zinger meal, you know, the extreme Zinger meal has like a bit to say for the Celtics. He didn't play that first game, right? And they're like out there with uh, Lamar Stevens. And you're like, that's good. Zinger had what left calf tightness, I think, in the first one. Came out for the. Game today, and had 15-10, and 10, and you're like, yeah. It sort of seems like when they have the zing out, they look unstoppable. When they don't have the zing out, they're almost as unstoppable. It's a bit unfair. Tough one for the Magic. Good win by the Celtics. Hawks beat the Raptors. Because as I keep saying, the Raptors are the most frustrating team in the NBA, I think. And the Hawks are probably a very close second. 125, 104. Trey Young went for 38 and 11. The Spurs beat the Lakers, which was funny as shit. Because Wemby's out there hyping up the crowd. It's like, bro, your team had lost like 20 straight games. And he's like, yeah, but we beat LeBron. And you're like, yep, they didn't have Anthony Davis, though. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Devin Vassell had 36. And you're like, yep. Wemby had 13, 15, and 5. He shot 5 of 13, and they got the win. Chetty Osman had 15 in that one. Zachy Collins had 16 too. Uh, the Spurs though, like that was pretty funny. Then they gave up like a record 22 threes to the Pelicans in the next game. <laughs> uh, but that was their first win since November 2nd. Uh, 18 straight games they've lost. They beat the Lakers. Very funny gear. <laughs> Good job, Spurs. Rockets outlasted the Grizzlies. Dylan Brooks against his old team. He loves it. Hit that massive three right at the end. Does my in 28 and 13 rebounds, and it wasn't enough. The Rockets just had their sort of number down the stretch, and uh, Brooks gives them a very interesting look, of course. That was a very fun one. The Knickerbockers of New York City beat the Suns, as mentioned, 139-1-22, because Brunson, uh, career-high 50, he was awesome. Nine assists, didn't miss. In the second half, I don't think he missed a shot. 17-23, to 9-9. He was incredible. He's going to pop up again in the second. But he also had 23-8-6 and 6 from Randall. You had R.J. Barrett throwing just a lazy 21, uh, but getting to the line a shit ton. 10 for quickly. And you're like, yeah, no the other Mitch Robinson, but Jericho Sims is out there just causing bits of havoc. And their rotation was pretty tight. 31 minutes for R.J. Hartenstein. Hello. And it really helped against the Suns team where it's like, Nurkic has 21 and 12, 29 and 6 assists for KD, 28 and 9 assists for Booker, and no one can really hit a shot off that bench. It's weird. Eubanks at 8, this a little 5. H-D up 4. Like, it's just not enough. Like, Jordan Goodwin plays, you know, in 23 minutes. It's like, okay, we're going to go defense, are we? Three points, great job. Anyway, uh, and that was Saturday. So that dropped the Suns to 13 and 12. And the Knicks are up to fourteen and ten after that one. Sunday's games. I was doing some Christmas stuff yesterday. So I watched a little bit in the morning. Uh when we had the niece and nephew over. They'd stayed their night on Saturday. Squid number one was beside himself. He was having a great time. And then Uncle Jim <laughs> Uncle Jimmy throws on a bit of basketball. It's like just one hundred percent the stop it, stop it. They're already dead because the Sixers kicked the absolute shit out of the Hornets. 135-82. And beat out a 42.15 rebound double-double. The Bucks also kicked the absolute shizen. So he got straight killed. Out of the Pistons to the tune of 32 points. 146-114. When you're giving up 31-12 and 12 to fighting Bobby Portis, fighting around the world, you're fucking cool, mate. And the Hornets, it was just an embarrassment. Anyway, uh, that got the Sixers to eighteen and seven, same as the Bucks. Pistons dropped to two and twenty-four. They've lost twenty-three straight. The Hornets are just a bit of a mess. Uh, Cleveland, though, Cleveland bounced back and beat the Hawks on a Hawks on a back-to-back. So, as mentioned, right? So, with this weird Cavs team out of nowhere, you sort of your entire starting lineup has changed dramatically. You've got Donnie Mitchell. You've got Struess. Struess didn't help much in that game. He went one of eight from three, 4 13 overall. But you have just Go the fro, Jared Allen. Just doing his thing. He had 25 and 14. He had Okoro hit three threes. He had D-Wade. The other D-Wade. go four or seven from three. And you're laughing. My sweet baby, Carrots Levert, comes off the bench for 14 and five. 22 for Donnie Mitchell and 7 to 21 shooting. And it was good. Because the Hawks. It was Trey Young. It was a bit de junte, and not much. So great win by the Cavs. Undermanned. It's the sort of thing. It's like, it, Is this going to be the sort of... Positional coherency from here on out. I don't know. Because Okoro, you can trust him about as far as you can throw him, which is not very far because he's a large man. Anyway, good win for the Cavs. That's right. Good job, Cleveland. Cleveland! Ah, uh, the Heat beat the Bulls. 118 116 on a Jimmy Butler game winner. He had 28 points. to not I, I was had 27. Bulls came flying back in this one. The Heat needed everything down the stretch from Jimmy. He got him over there. It was a big, big win for the Heat. They're now fifteen and eleven. The Bulls dropped to ten and seventeen. The uh gloss. That's right, the Gloss is a little bit off now for the Bulls. They've lost three of the last four. It has come against the uh Bucks, Nuggets, and the Heat. And they did beat the uh the Heat in there one time. But I'll tell you what, better kick the tires on that Zachy Cake's Adam Levine trade, ASONP. The Wolves beat the absolute Patrizas be- out of the paces 127-109. Cat had 40 and 12. He was really good in that game. I like Cat's approach now. He's like, look, I'm not the son. Ant-Man's going to be the dude. Ant-Man had 37. They had 40 from Cat. It's like, that's the mix you want. I love it. Good gear by the Wolves. 11 and 1 at home now. Pacers dropped to 13 and 11. And it's like, if you can have like a half-decent offensive game against them and slow them down a touch, they're a mess. That's the key when it comes to picking indie games. The Warriors needed everything to get past the Nets 124, 120. Steph was fantastic in this 37. Cam Thomas dropped 41, though. Cam Thomas is like, hey, uh, Steph Curry's good, but have you seen me? Like, I'm fucking great. <laughs> Five of 13. It's like he's 100% Spider Maning memeing this with Curry. He's like, nah, man, I'm better than you, bro. You had 41. 37 for Steph. He goes 6 of 8 from downtown. Cam Thomas goes 5 of 13. Clay at 24 in that one. Prudemski at 19. 14 for Wigo. Very handy off the bench. And the Nets just lack that sort of kick in the dick game from Mikhail Bridges and Co. And, yeah, they do miss Simo with his uh, defense. Just saying Brooklyn dropped to 13 and 12. The Warriors, 12 and 14. They needed that one. Speaking of game winners... The Thunder beat the Nuggets. Cost us some money. Uh, 118, 117, SGA, clutch bucket. What was it, like 0.9 of a second left? Uh, 25, 6, and 8, he finishes with Joker. 24, 6, and 12. Chet was really fucking good. 17, 11, and 8 blocks. Could we see he or Wemby pull off the David Robinson, Hakeem, like, quadruple double? It feels like they're most likely, right? But Jalen Williams had 24 in this. Giddy had a rough one because he only played 15 minutes. So came after a really good game, and you're like, Giddy, what is uh, going on? He's like, giggity, giggity. It's like, oh, quick, get out of here. Uh, but anyway, tough loss for the Nugs, 10-2 now at home. The Thunder get a huge boost with that SGA win. Okay, we're well, there now 16-8, 8-4 and eight, eight and away, and absolutely flying Second in the West. Oh, God, they're good. Uh, then you had the Mavs beat the piss out of the Trailblazers. We had, what, three Aussies in this. You had the uh, Great Barrier Reef. You had Dante Sexum up Exham. You had Luca dropping a 40-point triple-double. Uh, Anthony Penny Simons is back, baby. 33-8-6. and He is crushing it. And the Kings beat the Yaz 125-104. Keegan Murray went off his chops. 12 threes, hit 11 straight. It was gnarly, bro. 47. Love that. And the Clippers outlasted the Knicks on a (laughs) back-to-back (laughs) Kawhi Had 36-7. and He was really good. They cruised to that one. They just sort of put the hurt on them in that second quarter and sort of ran away with it. Uh, I was sort of watching that one late going, I probably put the phone away and just talk to my family. (laughs) Maybe. The Celtics today. Again, kick the crap out of the Magic. It started off slow, but then the second quarter they just – Fucking beat the piss out of Parapancaro and the 36-10. 31-6 for Jalen Brown. Uh, The Celtics, though, 14-0 at home. Not bad, bro. Pelicans beat the piss out of the Spurs. 146-110. As mentioned, 22 threes they hit. Equal franchise record. Uh, Spurs now 4-21. Pelicans 16-11. Interesting. Uh, The Rockets could not keep it together. Dylan Brooks got tossed at the end of this one. So did Eme Udoka. Uh, They were keeping it close and had sort of, like, threatened in time and time. But Dame had 39, 11, and three steals. He was bloody good at this, what I'd say, against the Rockets. Uh, But the Rockets just have these sort of games, right? Like, Tari Eason at 11 and 6. It's just that game where you're like, oh, we need just a little bit more over the top. I don't know whether it be attacking the paint because you've got... Free throws for Shingun. He had 28-5. and He had 18 for Dylan Brooks. He went 2-4 or from 3. Jabari Smith has 16. He have 16 for Jalen Green. And it's like the Jalen Green kind of experience. That's the sort of game where you're like, oh, can you stop getting outplayed by Tari Eason? That's all we ask. And he's like, nah, man, can't do it. And yeah, 39 for Dame Helps. 26, 17, and 3 for Giannis. 20 for Chris Middleton. uh, Three threes for Brook Lopez. And away they go. Big win for the Bucs, 19 and 7. Rockets, pretty uh, rough on the road still, 2 and 9. 14 and 2 actually at home for the Bucs. That's not bloody bad. Uh, And then you had the Wizards put the absolute fear of God into the Suns against Brad Beal's old team, even though he's not playing. 27 8 for Booker. Dan Gafford has 26 and 17. He was fantastic. It's like, yeah, centers are just going to go off on the Suns. I think that's just how it's going to go. He was pretty bloody good. Yeah, 28 for KD, 27 for Book, and they just eked out because you, what, a couple of threes from Gordon. Grayson Allen had a rough shooting night day up there, but again, 17 rebounds, five assists for Nurkic. They just, look, needed a lot of KD down the stretch, and they got it. So, good win there. And the Warriors outlasted the Blazers. again. Uh, Blazers came bloody close to this uh, upset. 28 for Clay. Steph's run of making a three in a game came to a screeching halt. He shoots tw- two of 12, O of eight from three and just pff, sucked. I'll tell you what, uh, it was weird. Cause they sort of kept going to him down the stretch. He's like, ah, oh, I got nothing. <laughs> 25 for Wiggins off the bench. Very handy. It's like, yeah, maybe this is the kick in the ass he needed. Come bucket, coming at 12 and four. Clay hitting five threes though is very handy. It's just like, these are the moments where you're like, cool. And, Dario, the homie Saric just gives him a boost of offense. It's like in the middle of these quarters off the bench. We're like, yeah, they needed that. I don't know, man. I feel like you shouldn't need that much Dario Saric, but he's been good. Penny Simons with 24 and 7. He is absolutely flying. I love him. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant with a 37 and 6 as well, though. All right. There's all the games wrapped. Uh, The Warriors are now 12 and 14. Blazers 6 and 19. Let's do some weekend winners and some losers. Oh, my God. I won. I won. Ah! Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is... Me, Ken Brockman. Brockman. All right, let's do it. Some weekend winners. Uh, the Boston Celtics, two wins over Orlando. Bloody good. Uh, they and Minnesota our big, big, big weekend winners. They are the two best teams of at beating teams who are over 500. Uh, it goes Wolves, then Celtics, then Bucks, Pelicans, Kings of teams against... Uh, yeah, teams that are over 500. So... What that sort of shows you is that, yeah, the defense of both the Wolves and the Celtics is actually the real deal. It really is. The way that they're playing defense is, like, slightly terrifying at times. And you watch them, you're like, ah, how are you going to score on this Wolves team? They're both top three in defensive rating. Uh, Wolves are 106.6, Celtics are 109.2. And I think, what is it? The Wolves are 10-3 and three against 500 teams or better. Celtics are 13 and 4. Like, that is just not screwing around. It's great. The Heat and the Knicks are not very good at it. Uh, the Magic, the Mavs, and the Clippers are not very good at it. The Sixers are 12 and 0 against sub 500 teams. So, but they do have, uh, they've got like a weirdly sort of balanced run to the Sixers. So, keep an eye on them for their uh, win titles. Just so. Either way, good stuff by the Celtics. Look, they needed to do that against Orlando because they had lost four straight against the Magic men. So they came out. They're fourteen and zero at home as well. Boston is starting to have sort of like the shades of uh, not exactly like the two thousand and nine team where it was like what twenty six and twenty four and two or whatever the fuck they were. But they're twenty and five. Really good offense. Really good defense. Really good point differential. It's like the second best in the East, uh, and I think it's the second best overall. They've won five on the trot, unbeaten at home. That's exactly what we need to build a contender around. I love that. Uh, Bucks as well, big winners. Good weekend for them, just to sort of uh, steady everything. And the same thing goes for the Sixers, like just the Sixers up until this year. Under like now that they've got Nick Nurse in charge, it feels like they are way more dependable when it comes to actually just not like fucking up and not just pissing down their leg, you know. Like, they're 18-7. and They've won six on the trot. They're just kicking the absolute... Like, they are shit-pumping teams. That's what they're doing. Like, there's no drama. They're just kicking the living shit out of teams. It's like Detroit. Fucking roadkill. Charlotte. Roadkill. That's what you need to do. Need to kick the piss out of bad teams. That's what they're doing. You love to see. OKC. As I mentioned, second in the West. uh, Really nice bounce back to get that win against the Nugs. It feels like every time you beat the Nuggets, it's a statement win because they're you know they're the reigning champions. They're seventeen and ten. They're sort of you know dealing with all their injury issues as they do. But it felt like the Thunder had lost that game off that jam. Jamal Murray go ahead bucket late, and then SGA goes cool. That was neat. Check this one out. I'll do the same thing but better. That was unreal. They rule. Uh the Spurs weekend winners because they got a win. Like. It's weird to sneak under the radar with 18 straight losses, but they did because the Pistons are that fucking bad. So very cool. Good job by you Spurs. To beat LeBron was fucking hilarious. Like to see them so stoked, like, yeah, we're winning. We've won. It's like, yeah, you had lost 18 straight, but I can see why you'd be celebrating. So it's fine. Uh, The Clippers, they look solid ass. The Clippers have these like little weird moments every so often. They've won seven on the trot. And you looked at them, like, watching that Knicks game, watching that Warriors game, you're like, wow, they are just solid as hell, as hell. even without, like, sort of the, uh, you know, the Paul George in and out sort of vibes of this team. He came back for that Knicks, team, uh, Knicks game, and you're like, they look fucking unstoppable. It's like, cool. Harden's like, all right, I don't need to score that much. We've got Paul George, and they fucking killed him. The Clippers are great fun to not watch, but to prognosticate about. Can it continue? Who knows? Will it? Maybe. Can they? Perhaps. (laughs) What will happen? I don't know. Tell my wife I said hello. Uh, The pals have won four on the trot as well. They're looking very, very, very nice. Uh, They hit just like a nice patch in their schedule that they needed to like just curb stomp some teams. But that started with that Wolves win last week. At home. And then they got to play the Wizards, the Hornets, and the Spurs. So, they now get the Grizzlies. And that's a uh, interesting one for them. Because Jar will be back. And away they go. But either way. And outside of that, it feels like it's very far and few between in terms of weekend winners. Like, let's say the Warriors as well. Because they got two solid wins. Right? Just to sort of keep the Wolves at bay. And not the Timberwolves. Because the Timberwolves would probably kick the shit out of them right now. But... To have back to... Well, weekend wins over the Nets and then the Blazers. It's, you're at home against the Nets. You go up the road to the Portland Trail Blazers who are a bit of a mess and bringing Anthony Penny Simons back. But, hey, it sort of just keeps Draymond back out of the fucking limelight. That story pisses off for a second. Uh, Steph Curry, look, he's a bit of a weekend loser because, what, the streak ends at 268 games of making a three-pointer? But still, they got the win. That's what matters. What about weekend losers? We're not losers. No, you two are winners, big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut up. Losers. Loser. Losers. Losers. That's right, the losers. We're going to go Phoenix. Oh, but Jim, they won today, man. Yeah, and it took everything that KD and Booker could give them to get past fucking Washington at home. You know, this is the big thing with me when it comes to Brad Beal and trading for a big three, and this is why I got you know the big yelly moment of Kevin Durant earlier. It's just... Everything is just that much fucking harder when you're missing one of your big three. And a couple more weeks, Brad Beal's out. Then you've got to reinsert him, and then you've got the fucking all-star break. You've got the trade deadline. And it feels like the Suns will probably... They're getting this just done right now, which is good. You want to be fucked, like, have this shit moment in the middle of the season, you know, a third of the way through, a quarter of the third of the way through the season. And then you sort of go, right, as long as we're playing half decently and heading into March, we're okay. But the problem is, like, their shitty supporting cast outside of Booker and KD can't really help out much. Like, they're 4-6 and six in their last 10. They're 14-12. and 12. They're barely above 500. They're in 10th in the West. I'm just saying. Do you think Kevin Durant would have benefited from just fucking staying put in Brooklyn? Brooklyn are 13-12. It's basically the same. <laughs> it's nuts. Uh, Atlanta are losers just because I don't know how you lose that game to the Cleveland. That's right, Cleveland... Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland are also losers because they've lost two of their, well, probably their two best players. Sorry, Donnie Mitchell, but uh, I don't know. Have games where you don't shoot fucking 7-21 and then you won't cop drive-by. I was just saying. Uh, but Cleveland are fourteen and 12. The Raps are 10 and 15. It feels like those are the two teams where I have the biggest questions. Like, the Raptors are an enigma wrapped in a fucking riddle, wrapped in a fuck you. Like, time and time again, they make zero sense. Whereas, like, Atlanta, it's right there. They've got a good coach. They're 10 and 15. They stink. Cleveland, they just keep getting fucking snake bit. Can they keep their fucking heads above water? Again, In same as Phoenix, Cleveland getting these injuries now is probably okay because you can just sort of try to tread water for two two months. Uh, it probably stops them from, like, making a big trade, though. So... What I said earlier, it's like they're the sort of team that could go, fuck it, we're trading somebody. And now, but because you got Darius Garland missing, you've got Mobley missing, it makes it much harder to go, all right, Donny, on your bike, pal. So it's a bit of a strange one. Uh, Orlando, weekend losers. I love my Orlando Magic men. You know that. They're 16-9, and but two losses against uh, the Celtics, whom they had previously beaten the piss out of time and time again. Uh, it was a bit of a kick in the dick. So it's a bit of a rough weekend for them. They are still on top of their division, though, so that's good. Uh, Washington, 4-21. and Let's go. Let's get off. I want to pie all of a sudden. Uh, but Jordan Poole, just wowee, BT. 30 in that game the other day where they got their win, and then today was just embarrassing, falling over himself, chucking up that horrible three late. It's like, what are you doing, dickhead? Like, just sit down and have a good, long, hard look at yourself and go, what am I doing? It's like, motherfucker, I'm Jordan Poole. I want a title. Yeah, and then Draymond punch you in the face because you're an annoying prick. Jesus. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Ah, uh, But Detroit, uh, obviously still weekend loser. 23 straight losses, 26 is the single-season record, 13-14 process sixes, and the 10-11 post-LeBron Cavs. Can they do it? Let's find out. All right, let's do an NBA Australia Award for the most, I don't know, cool, the approved performance of the weekend. <laughs> That's not a That's a nice. We had some great games on the weekend where we had Bronson drop 50 to beat the Suns. Perfect in that second half. 17 of 23 from the floor. 9 of 9 from downtown. He has nine assists, six rebounds, five steals. Huge win. Jalen Brunson rules. I love him. Keegs. Keegan Murray goes to for 47. 12 of 15 from downtown. He hit 11 straight. 11. He made 12 of 13 threes in three quarters. That is sick. 47 points, a career high for Keegan Murray, 70% shooting, 26 points in the third quarter alone. He hits 12 threes. That's a franchise high. It's like, what, the third most ever? He might pop up again later. Joel Embiid had himself a weekend, 35-13 and 13 against Charlotte in 29 minutes, and then 42-15 and 15 in 29 minutes against the Detroit Pistons. That's his four straight game checking out after only three quarters. He is like, talk about load management. It's a lot fucking easier to play every game if you're sitting the entire fourth quarter because you're kicking the fuck out of teams. Uh, we've got a 40-12-10 and triple-double from Luca, And, of course, the game winners, SGA and Jimmy Butler. I loved the SGA. Oh, that's cute, Jam Jamal Murray. You think that's a game winner? That's not a knife. This is a fucking knife. And Jimmy Butler, the same thing against the Bulls. It's like, hey, Bulls, remember when I used to be on your team? <laughs> that's a knife. Bang! Love that. Who is Spud of the night, though? Spud, 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 Spud. of the night. Oh, we had a few Spuds in the weekend, I'll Actually, had a really nice. uh What do they call it when they have like the really you know thinly sliced potato and it's in a casserole dish and Jesus, it's good. Um. I'd like to thank my family just for being really good cooks sometimes. (laughs) Oh, God, it was tasty. Um, In terms of spuds, though, we had a few F ones. We had Admiral Schofield, Chumiro Geeky, Daquan Jeffries. Anytime you can play two games and not hit any shots is always good. George Niang, the minibus, goes 0-4 the other day. Uh, Who else? I think we had another 0-5. We had Herb Jones go 0-5. Ryan, Archie, Diocono go 0 of 5 across two games. It's like, bro, what are we doing here? Uh, but we had, so Big Deke Bay went 1 of 9. It's like, yo, if I was wondering just exactly how bad uh, Big Dick Bay could be, it's like, yep, that's one of them right there. We had Isaiah Livers. He was horrible. One of six. Max Christie, one of six. Nikki Alexander Walker, one of six. One of five for Alec Birch. One of five for Killian Hayes over the weekend. It's a lot of pistons on this list. <laughs> Jeez, Jim. Why is that? It's because they've lost 23 straight. Uh Buddy Hill had already mentioned he had a rough one. Four of fourteen. Uh he had three of thirteen from Vooch. He had Miles Bridges go three of fourteen as well. He also put up one of the, I think, the second worst uh plus minus we've seen where I think Manny Harris has minus 57 against the Lakers, which is hilarious. Uh, he finished with minus 56, did Miles Bridges. He had nine points, 10 rebounds. He shot three of 14. The only way that he got to minus 56 in the plus minus was because he hit a three right at the end. <laughs> and then he went to the bench. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Uh, Jordan Poole took one of those worst shots you'll ever see down four, with 20 seconds left. And he blew a tire and axed himself, which I always love. Ice Cole Anthony, 2 of 8. Brandon Spindles, Miller goes 4 of 16. But, of course, Ayo Dasunmu and Benny Matherin. What did they shoot, jum What did they shoot? Cheer. Cheer. That's right. They shot three eleven. How good was the start of Friday show as well? I might just have to tack that on the end of this one, maybe or tomorrow or something. Anyway, who was All mate? No mates. Old mate. 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 No mates. Who's got no mates today? Dylan Brooks flopping out of bounds and then getting kicked out. It was pretty good. Uh, I don't know. He did swear a lot at the ref though, so that's what you sort of get. I don't know, do you think just Dylan Brooks's braids are just pulling his fucking brain a bit too tight and he just snaps? Maybe that's like, you know, Draymond sort of problems. But anyway, Eme uh, Udoki got booted as well, which is pretty funny. It's like, ah oh, man, we just hate your entire team with this. But you've just been a pain in my ass all night, both of you, out. <laughs> uh, but really, old mate Nomads, everybody clowning on Jordan Poole for blowing a tire and falling over himself and just axing himself into the ground was pretty fucking funny. I do love that. Who got pants though? <laughs> Dancing fat, 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 fat. of the night, we had Paulo Bangaro. He got fucking smasherated by uh, J- Jason Tatum. It was a very nice block this morning. Uh, but KD, he straight killed Dan Gafford in one point today, right at the end too. It was just like bang and one. Well, so he got straight killed. Sucked in. Uh, but my favorite from the weekend was Naismith too-smalling Rudy Gobert. Aaron Naismith is like, ha-ha, I just scored over the Stafford Tower. How do you like that? He's too small for me. Bang! Gobert absolutely smashes him and blocks the shit of it out of his shot into the stands. Two plays later, it's like, yeah, I guess he's not too small. Hey, Aaron. All right, who is better than Lonzo Ball? <laughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're gonna get to the pros? Be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. He coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Cam Thomas, I think for that 41 point outing, five and 13 from downtown, 15 to 24 from the floor. He had five turnovers, two assists. The classic Cam Thomas game, uh, but still better than Lonzo Ball because 41 is way higher than uh, Lonzo's career high ever. You had also Jalen Brunson and the 50 burger. I think feels always a bit better than Lonzo Ball because he's like, yeah, he can sort of do everything that Lonzo thought he could do. He's a bit smaller, but goddamn, he's on New York. He's sort of taking that Lonzo point guard, point god spot from here on out. Anthony Penny Simons as well, absolutely crushing the last couple of games. Uh, Just the Blazers look so much better when he's back. It's just the problem is Shaden Sharp just sort of falls off a fucking cliff every time. It's like, oh, somebody good's playing next to me. I don't know what to do. Thirty-three eight and six against Dallas, and then twenty-four three and seven against the Warriors today. All right, what about the magic tweet of the day? I'm wishing my Showtime teammate Kareem Abdul-Jabbar a speedy recovery after falling and breaking his hip. Praying for the captain. Prayer is emoji. Ah, don't know if you need to have that exclamation mark there, magic. <laughs> after falling and breaking his hip. Yeah, so this was a sad little thing that popped off on the weekend. Uh, Kareem was at a concert and slipped and hurt his hip, obviously, pretty badly. So hopefully Kareem's okay. But Jesus, that's uh, not great. He fell at a concert and he's hospitalized. So he's got a broken hip. Anytime you're old, you don't want to break a hip. When you're that big, you don't want to break anything. Jesus. So... Hopefully, creams all right, but that just bloody well shocks. Uh, also, just think about it: it's like if you're that old and you fall, like you're just falling a long fucking way because you're massive. Anyway, finally, dickhead of the weekend. Dickhead of the weekend. Uh, the Draymond Green Award for Dickhead of the weekend uh, goes to this. Was just Dylan Brooks' masterclass, I think today. Uh, but even like over the weekend against Memphis, it's just like, hey, can I be a giant pain in the ass? He got a tribute video. And I feel like Dylan Brooks getting a tribute video might be the Nadia of the tribute video. It's like, remember how he ran this fucking clown out of town because he got our, he put a fucking target on our back time and time again and our asses kicked time and time again. Let's give him a tribute video. <laughs> what are we doing? And then he gets booted from that box game. you love to see that. Dylan Brooks, all-time dickhead. All right, let's take a quick break back with some year-nars right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimick. This is Miss McCarran. This is Jason Kadee. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington. Or commonly known as Wurtho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. 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 All right, let's do some NRS. Brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. That's right, get your merch. Beep up. Get your merch. Get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. I didn't spend an hour and a half in a car today (laughs) going to pick up those bloody coffee mugs and stubby holders for you not to buy them. So, I'll try to get the uh, Shopify update and everything today, but you can now buy a coffee mug and a stubby holder. I'll put them together in a package and price it up all accordingly, Uh, but also get a t-shirt, get a hoodie, makes for a great Christmas present. Hopefully it'll get there in time. Uh, but either way, go nuts, go hammer and tongs. The coffee mugs are fucking special; They're bloody good quality too. Uh, and so are the stubby holders, so keep an eye out for those. All right, nbaestrader.com slash shop or just click through on the socials. Yeah, nas should Dallas start Dante next to Kyrie and Luca? Yeah, nah. Yeah? I think this would be fascinating. He's playing so well, but I think my biggest point is Dante, as we saw time and time again, in like Utah, Houston, whatever. If you gave him a run and he stayed healthy, he was good. That's exactly what's happening now. He's averaging over 19 points a game, four rebounds, four assists over his last five games, shooting 68% from the floor. Bloody good. And it's because he's getting consistent time on the court. Like, that is sometimes all he needs. And that is... A bit weird because obviously they've been starting, you know, whether it be um, Josh Greeny Green, other rando sort of guards in that spot. Uh, If you go back to, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago when he was only playing like nine minutes or whatever off the bench, you'd have like Derek Jones Jr. with Grant Williams, with Derek Lively, and Kyrie and Lucas starting. And you're like, okay, so we've got Granny coming at the bench. Dante's only playing a couple of minutes. Dante just gives them such a really good two-way option. that it's like, yeah, I kind of feel like if you go Kyrie, we're going to start Dante. We've got a shit ton of ball handling all of a sudden with Luca out there too. It sort of just depends on what you can do defensively with Luca and Kyrie as well as uh, your Dante, Gremlins. The thing is the Mavs are just so fucking beset with injuries at the moment. Lively's out at the moment too. I think there's going to be a bit of a swoon for the Mavs. But at least they got a good win on Sunday. So, how good has Dante been, though? 23, 6 and 7, 16, 4 and 6, 26, 4 and 3, 14, 4 and 4, and 18, 2 and 3. He's crashing it. You love to see it. Sex him up. Uh, Matt Lanyon said, Matty L, he goes, How good is it to see Dante putting up some good numbers again? I reckon if Dante stays healthy and can stay consistent with the numbers he has been putting up, he shapes up really well for most improved player, or even six man if they push him to the bench. Yeah, nah. Most improved might actually be one thing that he could sort of, uh, I don't know, give a little bit of a shake to. But the problem is the most improved player just so often right now ends up just going to, oh, Tyrese Max, he's fucking crushing it. Tyrese Halliburton's really good. Shen goon has gotten good again. Kobe White, it's like, yeah. Dante was like drafted a million goes, ends up in fucking Europe, comes back and is kicking ass and taking names. I would love to see Dante Exxon be thrust into the most improved player spot. And I think six man of the year though, that's the tougher one because as a sort of hit on, right? Like as a starter and with those consistent minutes, that's where you sort of see the scoring and the speed uh, and everything sort of really clicking. Coming off the bench and just sort of not having that continuity I think always makes it really tough. So uh, I would go with most improved player If he can keep this up, shit, yeah. I mean, I don't think he's going to keep shooting 68% from the floor. (laughs) Maybe not. Possibly. It's possible, though. He could. So you're telling me there's a chance. Uh, But otherwise, he has these moments where you're like, yeah, he looks fucking amazing next to Luca. My point now is like, trade Kyrie. Yeah, nah. (laughs) I just want to see what happens with the Mavs when they're healthy. Like, this is the thing. Talk about a team that's getting their injuries out of the fucking road, hopefully. Right there. Uh, is Jaime Hawk as a top three rookie? Yeah, nah. At the moment, yeah. I think with Lively injured, Brandon Spindles, Miller sort of not popping, Orsar, Keontae. I'm going to go Chet wemby Jaime right now. He's awesome. Just every time you watch the Heat, it's like, oh, yeah, that dude does everything you need him to do as a Heat player. It's fucking silly. Uh couple of other ones. Is there a way out of this for Detroit? Yeah, nah. I mean, nah. Like, burning it all down is a way out. But what are you burning down? It's like, oh, we'll trade Killian Hayes and, I don't know, (laughs) Jaden Ivy. It's like, nobody wants them because they're bad, just like the rest of your team. Meanwhile, you've got Isaiah Livers out there, and you're like, why are you just not playing all you young dudes? This is just egregiously shit yeah the Pistons are fucked the the more pertinent question is are they going to give the uh, wins record a bit of a shake what is it nine it's like yeah they probably are because they're not even catching teams by like surprise like ever and that's the sort of thing that worries me a lot about Kay Cunningham you're like yo where's that leadership where's that fuck it I'm scoring 44 tonight we're just not going to lose it's just not there could it be? Perhaps. He did have to deal with like some pretty hardcore injury gear. But uh, he's also not exactly like filling you full of fucking confidence, is he? Like, just that Detroit team, though, without Jalen Duran, uh, when he's healthy, it sort of feels like they have like just that little bit of an extra oomph. You can throw Jalen Duran and Star Thompson out there with Boryam, with Cade, with Jaden Ivy, or Killian Hayes or something, and it feels like you've got to punch his chance. But without Duran, it's just really hard. And I don't know why they keep starting fucking two picks. It's just stupid. Uh, are the Cavs cooked? Yeah, nah. They are cooked for a bit. Mobley is awesome. So they downsize now to Okoro and D-Wade next to Jared Allen. It does feel like they just are missing one extra half-decent player. Like, Karras has been awesome off the bench. Donnie Mitchell. When you just go, all right, Donny car keys. Here you go. He's like, oh, right, I'll be good. Sometimes he's good. Sometimes he's great. Sometimes he's horrible. Like, I would much rather, like, Garland Sands-Mitchell than Mitchell Sands-Garland. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Matty Bell, he's always got his Matty B. Uh, Pop is the most overrated coach in the NBA. Yeah, I know. I've already sent this already, but seriously. <laughs> there is the uh, the graphic going around. What is it? Pop's 4-20. and 20, And uh, the Spurs are 4-20, and, and Pop's getting $16 million a year. And Monty's... What it's sixteen a thirteen million dollars a year for the Pistons and they're two and twenty four. Look, pop, I think developmentally there is a brain drain that happens obviously uh, when all of your coaching tree sort of gets poached by everybody because it's been so successful for years and years and years. You did sort of see in that Lakers game. You're like, yeah, Vassell, Keldon, Johnson and Co. But it's the Sohan sort of vibes. It's like, yeah, we're going to give him a little bit more time, but geez. This is a team that is like very, very uh, set in their ways. We can make anything work. And if you look at their track record over the last 10 years, it's not great. So we'll see what happens. Is he the most overrated coach? Yeah, nah. Nah. You know I love hitting on that, but I still think he's, uh, he can still do it a bit. Still pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't have Tim Duncan anymore though, does he? He's just got a giant Frenchman. Unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me, look at me, look at me. me. The way he's been playing, I'd be okay with him winning another MVP. (laughs) We're going to talk about it again in a second, but God, he's been good. It's just fucking silly. But I think this is the best part about it. Like It's much more interesting and fun to watch this version of the Sixers because Nick Nurse changes up what they do offensively. Maxie's a fucking phenom. And Embiid is awesome. He's like averaging like six assists over a stretch here at this point. And you're like, dude, that's incredible. Nick Nurse is turning Embiid into like, I don't know, a willing passer, a happy passer, and just sort of building this really fun kind of wheel and deal and offense that will probably fall apart down the stretch, but still, it's fun while it lasts. What about Outback takeouts though, Jim? It's Monday at Outback, and you know what that means. Start your week off right with, that's right, platypus patties. Oh, these burgers are delicious. Just ignore the duck bill at the front, but they are oh, just, we deep fry those. They're a bit crunchy. Still bloody good. Platypus patties only at Outback. It's kind of like crab patties, crab cakes, but made of platypus. They're bloody delicious. They're only at Outback. Today's flame grill take is, now that Clay Thompson's playing all right, you got to fucking ship him off right now. He and Moses Moody for uh, Zachy Kegs, Adam Levine, who says no. Only at Outback. I think Levine does feel like one of those dudes who's like, yeah, get him in the Warriors system and he's going to be good. Like a lot of cutting off the ball, back cuts, all this sort of shit. I do wonder about him defensively, though. Just saying. All right. Uh, let's keep burling through. I think we might actually just give uh, the Australian player watch a bit of a Ah oh, no, we'll get into it. Why not? Let's just do it. We'll take a quick break. Be back in a second. With that, right after this. This is Matthew Delvedover and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian player watch. Let's do it. As mentioned, Patty Thrills, Patty Mills got out there the other day, uh, which was fun. Obviously, no Box Hill Benny at the moment, uh, still injured, but Patty got out there against Cleveland and against uh, the Toronto Raptors for a one minute, 000000000000 moment, which is always good, the one trillion. But against uh, Cleveland, he actually hit a three. He went one of three from downtown. Uh, so now he's hit two, three, th- three threes for the season. Three, four, seven. Not bloody bad, if you ask me. Uh, but he had three points, two rebounds, two assists. In 13 minutes against the Cavs, he shot one of four from the floor, but that's all right. More Patty, Let's go. Uh, Rock'em, block'em, sock'em, jock'em Landale in uh, eight minutes against the Grizzlies. Had zero points and one rebound. Uh, Didn't take a shot, but that's okay. He's still good. Uh, What about jingling Joe Ingles? I'll tell you what. The Magic men up against Boston. He only played that uh, first game. He only played the six minutes. Zero points, two rebounds, two assists, 0 of 1 from the floor. Yeah, yeah. Not great, Jingles, but that's what happens sometimes. And uh, it's weird that every time you sort of have these moments against, uh, against the Celtics, you're like, yeah, I reckon Joe Ingles would fucking love to just give them a bit of shit, wouldn't he? Jingles is all about that. And I was like, hang on a second. Did he get injured in that Celtics game? I don't remember it, but either way. The way that he rolls sometimes is fucking beautiful. He's got ankle soreness apparently, so there you go. All right. Uh, what else? We've got no more green, well, no greeny at the moment because he's out with his elbow injury. Uh, but Dante, as I've already mentioned, absolutely smashing it at this point, which is uh, awesome and very, very, very much welcome because. In that game I mentioned earlier, he had the 18, 2, and 3 against the Blazers. Uh, Shot 8 of 11, 1 of 2 from 3. Bloody hell, that's good. 68% of shooting from the field over the last 5. Can can play a bit, can Dante. And in that same game, we saw Aussie Matty T uh, get out there, cause a bit of havoc. He had 5 points, 4 rebounds, 2 steals, and a block. Shot 2 of 6 from the floor, 1 of 4 from 3. And then against the Warriors today, he had 3, 4... Oh, three points, four rebounds, an assist, two blocks, and three steals. Defensive menace, Yeah, pretty good. Against Dallas, the Grim up That's right. The Great Barrier Reef. Shout out to all those uh, folks up near in the fucking far north Queensland, though. That is fucked. Anyway, the Grim up 11 points, five rebounds, one assist, three and nine from the floor. Oh, three from downtown. Uh, and then didn't get out there against the Warriors today. It was just a did not play coach's decision. And uh, I mentioned Josh Giddey's rough game the other day. Uh, well, yesterday? Yeah. It was a bit rough damn day. Oh, jeez. 15 minutes against the Nuggets. At four points, four assists, two rebounds, shot two of four. Came after his 18-8-4, eight so I don't know. It's like the stories of Giddy have sort of gone on the back burner a bit as it all plays out. It'd be nice if he was playing a little bit better, just so... Hopefully it's all good. Anyway, uh, let's do an Andrew Gay's Grey Mamba Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. Andrew Gay's Grey Mamba! Joel Embiid. So this is why the MVP chatter sort of just popped off before. He's the third player of the last 50 years to have a 10-game streak of 30-plus points and 10 rebounds in every game. The only other two to do it were Moses Malone, who did it in 1982 for 11 games and Shaq did it in 2001 for 11 games. That's just fucking silly. In his 10-game stretch, he's averaging 36.9 points, which is just fucking crazy, 12.4 rebounds, 6 assists, 1.3 steals, and 2.3 blocks. And he's barely playing four quarters. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, and the actual scoring prowess, right? He scored 30-plus in 11 straight. That joins Tiny Archibald, Elgin Baylor, Kobe, well, MJ, and Jerry West are the only other players in NBA history to have multiple 10-game streaks of at least 30 points. That's just fucking crazy. Putting him up there, big fella. Love that. MVP. MVP. Shane Hill, shoot a shoot, shoot a shot, light him up. Board. He threw it down. Are you healed? Are you healed? Are you healed? Praise the Lord, I'm healed. Praise the Lord, for I'm healed. It is the Shane Heal. Shoot a shoot. Shoot your shot. Light em up award. Uh, this one goes to Keegan Murray. The 47 points. It's the most in a game by a Kings player since Boogie. did add 55 in 2016. What a time to be alive. Uh, Keegs, though, is also the youngest player to have 12 or more threes in a game. Uh, that was good. That's very cool. The youngest before that was Kobe. He was 24. Of course, he hit 12 threes. He came very close to breaking, what, Clay's record, which is 14, and uh, joining, what is it, Dame, Levine, and Steph on 13. But he you know, sits on 12. So, Still, absolute hammer-level territories from Keegan. Love that. All right, what about the Paddy Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check in? Let's go have a look. Paddy actually did jump on the old tweet machine the other day, which is always fun. Give me more Patty Thrills, Patty Mills. Uh, the Hawks did tweet out red pill or blue, ultra drip. Nicola ultra, because uh, Patty was in a big black leather jacket looking a bit Morpheus. Uh, so red pill or blue, Patty Mills says red. I don't know what else is going on with that. He also retweeted for the four-time champ that 2014 title run was something special. Turn the puck out, Hall of Fame game today. Sunday, December seventh. See, that was the Spurs game that they played. Uh, Paddy retweeted that because you know you won a title with him. That's nice, isn't it? All right, let's do some game previews for tomorrow's massive slate. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent ban. Not a problem, Jim. How's it all going? Ah, oh, bloody good. Just heaps and heaps and heaps of uh, Christmas gear happening at the moment. So, but it is okay. It's been—it uh, was lovely to hang out with the fam yesterday. I had the birthday par- party early, and then a uh, Christmas party. After that, just a lot of driving. You know, got to Fang up to Ballarat, and you're like, jeez, every time. A few tins. Ask old mate to drive home. <laughs> All right, tomorrow we have eleven games. Houston go to Cleveland. I'm gonna go. With the Cavs, but Jim, you were just talking about if they're cooked. Yeah, five and a half points. They're playing a Houston team that sucks on the road and played yesterday in Milwaukee. So I'm going to go Cleveland minus five and a half. I just trust them a little bit more than I do this Houston team that has Dylan Brooks getting tossed, and they got you know sort of ran over in the end by the uh, Bucks. They were right there, but just their road woes really worry me. So if that that probably. Actually changes a little bit. Let's make sure that's still five and a half. Yeah, it's now four and a half. I feel much better about that as for the Cavs. So let's go four and a half for Cleveland. Uh the Clippers go to Indy. The Pacers are two and a half point underdogs at home against the Clippers. The Clippers have won seven straight. This is Paul George going back to where it all started. I'm going to the Clippers minus two and a half on the road. Cause as I mentioned earlier, right, the Indy if you throw a bit of defense at them, well actually to be honest, the in season tournament The defense that Milwaukee and Boston threw at them uh, didn't bother them. But then when the Lakers got there, they fucked them up. I think we saw a little bit more of that from the Clippers. Clippers minus two and a half in Indy. Minnesota, they go to Miami. I'm going to take the Heat plus one and a half. Even with the uh, Twin Towers in Minnesota, this is, again, a Jimmy Butler game against one of his old teams. And what happened the other day, Jim? Oh, yeah, he hit a game winner against the Bulls. The Heat at home, it just... They have a bit of a weird funk, funky record, but I think they can sort of get that done at home against a uh, Minnesota team that's obviously a wagon at home. Wouldn't surprise me if they just sort of sneakily drop one in Miami because they've uh, partied a little bit too hardy. And there's also some text messages out there. Well, yeah, going from Ant-Man reportedly. So, yeah, heads out for that. <laughs> I'd be just getting clear of the Wolves for a little bit. Uh, the Wolves have covered the line against seven straight game, uh, teams from the east. And at home, the uh, Heat are 3-9 and nine against the line. Oh, that is rough. Oh, I want to go Minnesota. Yeah, piss it off. Minus one and a half. Let's go Wolves. Woo. Uh, just because Ant-Man and the size. It's like, yeah, if they had Bam, the Heat... Might stand a bit of a chance, but it's going to be a lot of shooting. The Minnesota defense should be just a little bit too good for them, though. Chicago, they go to Philly. Philly are stomping teams at the moment. We're going to go Philly minus 10.5 at home against the Bulls. You know that Embiid's going to go just barbecue chicken big vooch. So let's go Philly. Detroit, go to Atlanta. Atlanta, I don't trust anybody like Atlanta at all like to cover anything. So 10.5, I think, is that line? Let's see if that's still 10.5 because Atlanta... Yeah, 10.5. I'm taking Detroit plus 10.5 there. Just because, look, it's going to get too bad one time. If there's a shit team that could blow a fucking lead and sort of give up the ghost against a bad, bad team that's lost 23 straight, it will be the Atlanta Hawks. Charlotte go to Toronto. The Hornets have not been good. They absolutely got smasherated, obviously, by the uh, Sixers the other day. An 11.5 point line, though for Toronto is just too much. Like, I can't trust Toronto at all. Yes, Miles Bridges was like a minus 56. But Toronto, who knows who's going to show up? So I'm going to go Charlotte plus 11.5 there. OKC host Memphis. Same sort of vibe. OKC have these games where they sort of just play with their food a little bit. Uh, That is a a 10.5 point line for Memphis, which is pretty big. It's pretty big, I guess. The Grizzlies, we've seen them sort of time and time again. What is this? The last game before Jarkin come back? Yeah, they're six and eighteen, so maybe. But this, the line's just too big, so we'll go Memphis plus ten and a half. Uh, the Thunder, in their last few games that they've won, they beat the Yaz by fourteen, they beat the Warriors by two, they've lost the other two, and they snuck by Denver by one. Grizzlies lost to the Rockets by seven. Thirteen. Seven to the Mavs. Twenty-four to the Wolves. it's oh, a couple of big losses there. Ah, screw it. Let's go to the Grizzlies. Uh, Denver. They host Dallas. As I mentioned, no lively for Dallas. I just it's a bridge too far, I think, for this one for the Mavs. Give me Denver minus seven and a half. Joker, without like yeah, much in his way there. At home, they should stomp him. Brooklyn go to Utah. They should be a little bit too good even on the road. The Nets, minus three and a half. The Nets were pretty handy in that Warriors game. Cam Thomas could go off. I think they've got enough defensively to win that. Sacramento host Washington. This is the one uh, big line that I'm feeling okay about. Minus 11.5. The Kings against the Wizards at home. Fire's a laser! I think Suvlaki King carves them up. You've got Fox. You've got all sorts of problems for Washington. after On the back-to-back for the Wizards as well, after... That Phoenix game, it's not a great look. But then you got Lakers-Knicks. What an awesome game this should be. I'm going to go to the Lakers minus 4.5. They gave AD the day off the other day. The Knicks have been in LA for a couple of days. They are going to be cooked, I reckon. Let's go Lakers minus 4.5. Late show today. Jeez. It's gone long. Uh, but we did go. All the head-to-heads that we picked on Friday for today's games all hit Boston, New Orleans, Milwaukee, Phoenix, and Golden State. We went 8 of 10 on Sunday as well, head-to-heads. We went 3 of 8 uh, on Saturday against the line, which is not as good. <laughs> so, they're head-to-heads. We smashed it. The Lion is a bit off. Anyway, uh, that is it for today. We'll be back on deck tomorrow. I think I mentioned this the other day, but plans over Christmas and stuff, I will do a Boxing Day show for the Boxing Day games to wrap all those up for you. But we'll set up that Christmas slate on Friday's show. Uh, and then... After the Boxing Day show, I'll be off for like a week and a half, two weeks. I might pop up one more time after Boxing Day, maybe that Thursday or Friday that week, like the 28th and the 29th, uh, with another sort of show to set up your following weekend, and then I'll take another week off after that because I don't want to get stabbed by old mate. <laughs> Jeez. It's like, uh, yeah, you are actually going to have a holiday, right? It's like, yes, yes, I'm going to take some time off. Uh, but it'll be the first week of Jan. All right, but that's it. We'll be back on deck tomorrow. So in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face the IGs, all we'll over the socials. Get around NFL Australia with myself and Gaz as well. We had Goxie on this week. Talking about all things NFL. Uh, cricket Today and Football Today. If you're into cricket or soccer, we've got you covered there as well. So Cricket Today podcast, Football Today podcast. Go check those out. Also, get around nba slash shop. As mentioned, we now have the uh, new merch items. Coffee mugs. You little ripper. Uh, and more sub holders, so they're back in stock. Uh check us a rating review on your podcast app, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever app you use. Come on, rate and review it. I don't ask for much. Make it my Christmas present, would you? Oh Jim, thanks for a big year of podcasts, eh? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Not a problem, bro. Uh big thanks to From Oslo for the intro and outro song as well as House Hats, Joshua Delarantus, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshack, Alami, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Grand Grand Green, Green, and Dozes for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Have you listened to your tunes? Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. All right, we'll close out with a really quick deli review. Because why wouldn't we? And we will catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying look after yourselves, would you? And later, Hosen. The fucking age, it's your over here. Just swinging by for my latest pop culture view, eh? And I gotta tell you, man, like, there's been lots going on of late. Uh, but most of all, you know, I got back out there for United on the weekend and shit, but a lot of time spent with the missus and the squids and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but I'll tell you what, the kid fucking loves that Grinch movie. You know, that one on the Netflixes, and it's like, oh, fucking Benedict Cumberdams. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbun. Isn't that his name? Whatever the fuck his name is, that British bloke, that weird fucking face. He's like the Grinch and shit and whatever, like no spoils or nothing, but you probably know how the Grinch is going, right? So, yeah, uh, stealing Christmas, fucking Christmas up for all these fucking folks there. He's like, oh, I screwed this one, didn't I? Anyway, but what I really like is it's a bit surprising. Like, it's pretty, you know, adventurous. Like, the squid chucked it on. I'm like, fucking, here we go. And I sat there, I'm like, I was fucking engrossed. I'm like, this is great. So it gets like 18 out of 10 Deli ones. It's fucking sick ass. So go watch all the Netflixes if you're after a good Chrissy movie. All right, that's it for me. Catch you next time. Later, fuckers. Deli out.